0: Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally. Aaron Novello.
1: Yes, hello, Novello Nation. This is Aaron Novello coming to you with another episode of the Aaron Novello podcast. And with me today, I have a really uh, special human. He's an uh, awesome agent, broker, investor uh, out of Hoboken, New Jersey. I have the good fortune uh, of speaking to their company on a regular basis and leading prospecting schools. And I wanted to bring Mike Bernie on the call because... Um, I'm imagining that he can add a lot of value for you guys and give you kind of a broker's uh, perspective, right, Uh, with regards to this game and perhaps some things that, um, you know, agents could be doing to ensure that they're successful at it. So thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you uh, being here with us today.
0: Aaron, let me just tell you right off the bat, you're my first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't normally do this. I'm coming from a place of contribution. You've helped us, and I'm helping you now.
1: That's terrific, brother. I love it, man. I appreciate it. And it's uh, special to be here first, Mike.
0: <laughs> I feel special, too, to be here. Thank you. Yeah.
1: My pleasure, man. Yeah, feelings mutual. So I guess we could just jump right in. Like, how, if you could explain for the guests, how long have you actually been in this real estate game, man?
0: I've been in the game a long time. Uh, so I started in 95, so 25 years ago. Um, just simply stumbling into the industry as a part-time agent. You know, I had a full-time job in the city. I never thought I'd be in real estate, never planned to be in real estate, but I just decided I wanted to get into it, make an extra 200 or so a month to help, you know, pay my car lease at the time. (laughs) That was the goal. That was the goal.
1: That's awesome. So the goal is just an extra 200 bucks a month. Right. Pay for the car lease.
0: Exactly. That was the goal.
1: That is awesome, and then as time progressed, you transitioned from kind of an active agent, and you had a lot of success as an active agent, and then transitioned into kind of broker owner of Liberty Realty. Is that
0: right? Yeah, like so. You know, the two hundred a month, uh, you know, that happened pretty quickly, and then, uh, as you can imagine, then then my goal was two hundred a week. Then it was two hundred a day, you know, yeah. part timer, and then uh, things happened quickly. Six, about six years later, Joe Cavella, who's the president of Liberty Realty, great guy, uh, we decided we wanted to open an office in downtown Jersey City, and he told me that I'd be the right person for the job, so pulled me out of the city, and I jumped right into managing like being a broker in 2001 um, for our Jersey City office. That's we were our awesome. first offices down in Jersey City as well.
1: That's terrific, man. So then, it sounds as though you've been in that broker kind of owner capacity for an equally long period of time. I mean, it's been like yeah. eighteen years, nineteen years, right. right? Right,
0: going nineteen years now. Yeah, feels like That's a lot awesome. more. Uh, <laughs> so, and
1: I guess I'm curious, being that you have this unique perspective, right? You know, I share with people I have this unique perspective of not only being an active Uh, practicing real estate agent, right? Uh, Being kind of listing properties every day, getting price adjustments, negotiating offers. But I also coach people about 38 throughout the country. And um, so I'm on not only a player on the field, but also kind of like a coach uh, on the sideline watching people play. And it sounds like you've kind of been in both of those capacities as well. So um, being kind of now watching other people play the game, What are some things, like, let's say, like, three common mistakes that you see agents make when they get their real estate license and they come to you and say, like, hey, Mike, like, I'm ready to be a real estate agent?
0: You know, I can get into the mistakes, but there's really three things they need to do. They need to get out of bed early, put on professional clothes, and get their credit card out and get a coach. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great start. But, but, um, Really, you know, the agents need to treat being a, a sales associate as a career. If you look at it long term, if you're in it for the long game, you're in it as a career, you know, there's inc- you can do incredible things as an agent. If you're just in it for a job, um, you know, to to handle some listings of friends and neighbors and relatives every now and then, that's another story. And that's OK if that's what you want. But if you really want to succeed, you have to treat it as a career. That's so interesting. I think that's beautiful advice, which is like
1: uh, treating it as a craft. I know me and you, uh, we have a very kind of um, commonality in that we appreciate excellence and we both see it a lot in sports, right? We, we both like uh, Tom Brady a lot. And I know you have, uh, there it is, the man himself. I love
0: it, bro. I, I knew he'd get called in
1: here. Yep, and I know you got Mickey Mantle's bat behind you. So, you know, we we really appreciate uh, and admire right excellence and particularly sustained excellence. So, I think it's very interesting, like you know, you're you, with all of your experience, basically saying to agents, like, listen, if you treat this as a craft right, if you treat it as a profession, like a skill to be mastered, that you can really do incredible things as an individual sales associate,
0: correct? There's, there's no barriers. I mean, I remember when I was in the city, there was barriers everywhere I went. Um, there was a salary range. So for me, and it was very narrow, no matter how great of a review I could possibly get, I could only make X amount no matter what. And in real estate, okay, you know, Granted, you know, there's not as many paid benefits. There's not a guaranteed paycheck. And, and, you know, that's big. Um, But, you know, if you put your mind to it and you follow a lot of the guidelines that we at Liberty uh, try to instill and what you're doing right now, Aaron, with so many of your agents, the sky is the limit. There's no one that can tell you, you know, hey, you're in this salary range. This is all you can make. And if you're consistent. And that's really the you and I always talk about that being consistent. You know, you could have a great month, you could even have a great year, but can you do that year in, year out? That's that's really what separates the, the top one one, two, three percent of the agents. They're doing 100%. it consistently.
1: Yeah, I agree with you a million percent. And I wrote down a few things here, like um, you know, as you were saying that I'm aware that there's no kind of security you know, in our game, as you're mentioning, like a salary and benefits, there's only opportunities. Correct. And it's true is if you can get your skills to a certain degree, then whenever there's an opportunity that presents itself, there's a very high degree of probability, like 80, 90% of the time, I'm going to be able to capitalize on that opportunity. I've just created security for myself and my family. Right. Right. So and then the other thing I think you mentioned, which is interesting, is this idea of consistency, right, where real estate can provide for people, you know, their The kind of commissions can be large and somebody can do, I don't know, in your geographic area where the average commission is like 12, 15,000 bucks, they can do five or six deals. Right. And just like make enough just to like, you know, get by. And what I hear you saying is if you consistently don't treat it like a like an ATM machine that whenever you need money, you just kind of pull it to get some money and then, you know, you do something else. But instead, you consistently work, consistently do the activities that lead to income then you're not limited by this kind of income range.
0: Yeah, like one of our agents, uh, newer newer agent too, uh, closed a huge transaction and made an eighty thousand dollar commission. And yeah. you know, I, I told him, I said, listen, you're starting from zero the next day. Like, do not go on vacation, do not yeah. do anything. Bank the money, buy some real estate. But just keep on moving forward because it's easy to get distracted. I mean, hell, you know, I, I'd be the same way if, it, if an $80,000 check just blew in like that. I mean, you're tempted. It's 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 not easy to stay on that track. Yeah.
1: You know, it's really interesting that you say that because, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm very well aware of is having enough reasons that would cause you to consistently continue to produce, you know, at that level. So, you know, if, if people were to follow me and to follow you, really, and they watch us kind of work, they would think that we were broke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> right? They're like, "Dang, man! Like, you're you're prospecting on a Saturday and then doing like, you know, this uh, podcast afterwards, and you have appointments after that. Like, you don't have to do that, right? Like, what are you doing, right? But it's just having really powerful reasons." that cause you to not, um, you know, get complacent and not complacent from a materialistic perspective, but instead complacent just from an output perspective.
0: 100%. You know, it's interesting because, you know, everyone looks up to certain people as as examples, as mentors. And, you know, the people I look up to, you know, they're, they got boatloads of money. They're doing tons of business. They own tons of real estate. They keep grinding. They keep working like, like they're broke. And, yeah. I mean, man, they could just you know, what are they doing that for? But that's the drive that makes them successful. And and it's on every level, really. You know, maybe there's someone looking at me like saying, Hey, why is Bernie still coming in early in the morning? Like he doesn't have to, but I feel like I, I have to, you know, no, no matter what. And I look at the people that, that that are mentoring me and I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, you know, why are they coming in at six, seven in the morning? Yeah. You know, but you have you have to that consistency is so important, that discipline, the accountability.
1: Now, I think you guys do one of the because, you know, now that I have the good fortune of, um, you know, speaking to offices and kind of coaching, you know, agents, seven of which earn seven figures, I'm being invited into these you know real estate offices on a regular basis. And one of the things that you guys, I think, do an amazing job at is not only cultivating relationships. I think you guys are very intentional and purposeful with regards to that, but you also create this awesome culture of being proactive and, and, and sales and sales skills and you bring people like me in to lead prospecting schools and to train your agents, I'll be up there in a week uh, doing a, a prospecting school and then teaching an advanced kind of listing presentation class. So I guess talk to me a little bit about that competitive advantage that you have, like how that developed over time and what that allows you guys to do in the marketplace as a company in terms of listing sold and things of that nature.
0: You know, we realized a a long time ago, and we were probably, not to brag, but we were probably one of the first companies in our area that recognized the importance of listings and proactively getting listings. Um, And when I started in real estate, no one taught us this stuff. You know, we kind of waited around in the office, did our uptime, got deals here and there, but we weren't, I'll call it classically trained now. To go out and proactively get business, and and thank God we learned how to do that because that that's how we've survived. And there can't be anything more important in, in our business as as brokers as agents uh, to have listings because you know we we joke around we say listers king but you know it's almost like having your your store you're stocking the inventory with listings. And the beauty of it is it's not even really costing you any money like it would be for a jewelry store that's or. Right. You know a car dealer, you know they spend millions on inventory. You know, stocking their store. You know, we don't really spend that money on inventory. I mean, we have our overhead. Okay, I'm not going to forget about that. But it, for an agent, it's your own personal store, and you're you're stocking listings here and listings there and listings there, and and you could be out at your your kids, you know, soccer game, and you'll get the call on your phone. Hey, got an offer on this listing, and then the game begins, you know, yeah. but you got to have the listings. So that's the culture we we started. That's the culture we, we believe in and we follow it.
1: You do a thousand percent. And you spend time, energy, effort and resources, which is rare uh, to really continue to infuse that into your agents. And, you know, it reminds me of, you know, those four kind of noble truths we talk about. And one of them being that all the leverage is on the listing side. And you guys firmly get that and create an environment for you know the agents who choose to to really take advantage of that and become dominant you know listing agents in the marketplace
0: And i'm glad you just said choose to because i want to stress we don't force this on any agents we yeah. only provide the map the roadmap on how to be successful getting listings and we'll show a lot of different ways to get there and it's up to the agent. We don't want every agent, all 300 of our agents, to be calling, prospecting. We, yeah. don't, want, we, we don't want that. We want agents that love to sell. You know, that's that's fine. And yeah. the, the agents that are prospecting, we really want them to be refined and be experts at what they're doing because it is a craft um, at, that requires a skill set that has to be mastered over, over years, actually. Yeah. Um, years and you know that as well as anyone right people think it's easy it it is a skill that takes years to master and if you can even ever master it
1: that's right yeah so you know it's interesting because you know when I'm role-playing with people or they see me kind of you know interact or during a training session you know I gently remind them that what you get rewarded for in public is what you spend countless hours doing in private right so like what they're seeing is the culmination of maybe like 15,000 hours worth of practice and actually doing the real thing. Right. Right. So it can sound super conversational because I've done it so many times. Right. And, you know, what I think is interesting, too, is that, you know, those agents, I'm curious from your perspective, I'm imagining that those agents who are um, implementing some form of active, proactive prospecting in their business uh, are the ones predominantly who produce at the higher levels. Would you agree with that?
0: There is a hundred percent correlation. <laughs> this is not fake news. This is the real deal. Yeah. Like if you follow, um, the, you know the skills and the systems that you and and the Navelo the Nevelo coaching and the, your training and Liberty Realty, if you follow the skills and the uh, systems, for sure it's going to correlate into uh a building your business.
1: Yeah, like without question, not like maybe, not possibly, not like, uh, you know, we'll see if it works out. It's very predictable and duplicatable.
0: 100%.
1: Yeah, so I guess I'm curious because I'm imagining something else you deal with, which I think people could get some insight from your perspective. I've personally never kind of experienced this because I don't do this, but I'm aware some agents do, is they kind of hop around, Mm -hmm. Right. From company to company. And uh, they kind of imagine that if I change my T-shirt, like that's gonna make like, this huge kind of impact in the quality of my business, or they get caught up maybe like on splits and things of that nature. So I guess my question to you would be is, what are some of the kind of mistakes or, um, you know, kind of inaccurate assessments of reality right. that agents make Typically, that you see with that kind of bouncing around, or the selection process of a uh, kind of firm to align themselves with.
0: We do see agents bouncing around, and you know, I I used to take it personal. Uh, I don't anymore. I understand it's business, and it look it happens in it happens with Apple. You know, a top Apple IT person will go to Microsoft. A top Tesla person will go to Ford. You know, it happens in every industry. What I would say the biggest mistake is, and and changing the jerseys isn't always the right thing, like you say, I believe that. Um, What I'll say is a lower split, you know, usually it's about a split, a commission split. It usually involves money. Sometimes you have to really take take a step back and say, is a lower split at a Liberty Realty worth more than a higher split at XYZ? You know, is the support And the lead generation and, you know, the accountability and the training that I'm getting at Liberty Realty worth more than X, Y, Z. And an agent has to believe that it is. Mm -hmm. And just like any company, you know, we lose some agents. Well, we gain some agents. You know, we're all in the sandbox together. Um, Hopefully we play nice with each other. Yeah, Uh, we, we try to. Look, I believe there's enough business to go around for everyone. Yeah. For, the, for the agents that are working, for the productive agents that are constantly trying to get better, you know, um, uh, working day in, day out, there's enough business for everyone. But changing the jersey, you know, you really have to think long term about that. And we've got a lot of agents that have, not a lot, but some agents that have left Liberty and come back. Yeah. And, and you know, if they leave on great terms with us, we're, we'll always keep the door open. But, um, you know, that's happened, too. So I think that agent just has to be very careful, think the all their decisions through before they decide to change a jersey.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate that, man. And so I wrote down, as you were saying, that was, you know, the mistake that they can make is they look at cost instead of just value. Right. Right. And the other thing that I think is interesting and I'm curious to see kind of your thought on it is. What I see, and I mean this respectfully, right, and with love, is that, like, you know, some agents, instead of, like, being, becoming better and adding more value so they can get more business, their thought process is, is how can I get more out of the little amount of business that I'm doing? Right. So it's a a thought of, like, contraction instead of expansion. Right.
0: And we, when we come across that a lot and what we try to do. Would you agree with that, by the way? Uh, yeah, there's many agents that that do that, and what we try to do is then we'll we'll set a goal for them, right? Yeah. Look, we want you to get a higher split. We want to pay you more money because if we're paying you more money, you're more you're going to be more productive, right? Yeah. So we want to get them to a higher level of productivity where we can pay them more. So in that case, we will say, look, we'd be glad to to meet your 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 uh, request for for whatever it is, but you know, you have to hit this, this, and this by this, this, and this date. Sure. And we'll help you get there. You know, we're not going to say, we're not going to let them, you know, sink out there. We want to help them to get to that point where we can pay them more. Yeah. That makes total so, sense. So that's how we look at that. Now, I'm
1: curious, and that's awesome. I think people will get a lot of value from that and really those distinctions and being clear on that.
0: And, and also, now, if I can add, if they come yeah. to us and say, look. Here's what I have planned. This is why I'm asking for this, because I am going to accomplish this. That's like gold to us. Yeah. You know, instead of just saying, I want this. Yeah. You know, tell me what you're going to do, where you're going to be, what the plan is.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like uh, it makes me think of a Jim Rohn, where he's like, you know, you can't get rich on demand. Right. Like, just because you like pick it and say, like, I want more money, like you might get an extra dollar an hour, but like, you're not going to become <laughs> wealthy doing that. Right. What's, what's more productive is to figure out, um, you know, he also says, like, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. Like what's, what's more productive is to think about how can I take responsibility for kind of my production level and what do I need to do to actually become better so I can earn more money? Would you agree?
0: And one of the things we would tell them is, listen to Aaron Devell. Yeah. (laughs) Go online and listen.
1: For sure, man. I appreciate that. So now I'm curious because I know we've also had some interesting conversations with regards to how our game is changing. uh, Because our game is very much so changing, right? And making sure that we stay at kind of the tip of the spear with regards to those changes. So... I guess from your perspective, because again, you have a 25-year kind of uh, cache of knowledge and of experience. And you know, I'm imagining when you first started selling real estate, I mean, there was no like internet. I mean, you guys had books. And I had to do fax machines. I don't even know how you did that.
0: And, book, uh, the book came out twice a week. Yeah, I mean, the book came. The book came out every two weeks.
1: The MLS book. It's crazy, man. And and that was a time where agents were legitimately the gatekeepers of all information.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: And now that's I mean that's rapidly changed over the last 5 years and definitely over the last 10 and certainly over the 25 years that you've been in the game. So I guess I'm curious from your perspective what are the biggest changes that you've seen? And then what are some things that you think agents really need to be paying attention to as our game continues to change?
0: I mean, the, the biggest change is obviously the, the amount of information the seller, the sellers and buyers uh, are privy to. I mean, we used to, like you said, we were the gatekeepers. Everyone had to go through us. But now all the information and sellers know more than a lot of the agents, right? Yeah. Now. I mean, they really do. They do their homework. Yeah. Um, so information. So So agents really have to know their market inside and out because if they get quizzed by the seller and the seller knows more than the agent it's not good you know, not good not at all good. and and i would say um, as for the agent the biggest change that I, that i see right now that that an agent should be aware of is is their online presence and we we talk about that all the time and you know primarily i'm talking about reviews yep. and you know there's a couple of huge review sites that all sellers Google and find out about whatever agent they're considering using. I'd say 95% of sellers probably do that now. Um, they want to know who they're getting involved with to sell like the biggest asset that they own. And we're, you know, at Liberty, you know, we, you know, we're constantly, constantly trying to build every agent's online presence and our own company too. Yep, And and, you know we're we're in a good spot right now, thank God.
1: You are, yeah. I know when you Google uh, Hoboken real estate, you show up in the Google uh, map search just organically. So I I wrote down a few things, right? One is um, the value proposition of a real estate agent, you know, 25 years ago, even 15 years ago, even 10 years ago was just, uh, part of it was being this gatekeeper of information. And now with these aggregators, whether it be Zillow or Redfin, or Realtor.com or Trulia, they have taken all the information that we used to be the gatekeepers of and they've given it to the consumers for free. So they're much more um, educated and what happens then is that the information that we provide has to be better than the information that people can get just for free. And here's my question to you. And I and I'm curious to your answer. And it's not a leading question. I'm genuinely interested. What percentage of agents do you think can actually provide better information than what somebody can get online?
0: It's not a high percentage. <laughs> uh, hey, I appreciate your honesty. I don't want to insult agents. I mean, yeah. we have great agents. Yeah. But but, you know, a lot of the agents, um, you know, don't fully understand that they really need to be the expert, not just knowledgeable. Like They need to be an expert on the statistics that are happening, not so much nationally or even throughout the state, but locally. They need to know the absorption rates. They need to know how many listings are out there. They need to know the comparisons to the previous months. They need all this because the seller is going to need that information. The seller is going to want to hear that information. Yep. And I would also I would also if I could throw out some advice to the agents, I'd say, you know, it's great that you're number one since 2004 or whatever. And, you know, you were agent of the year in 2007 as a seller. You know what I want to know? I want to know what you've done in the last six months within 100 feet of my property. Like if you can come to me and say, you know what? You know, I I know you're you're interviewing with so and so who's like a top agent, but did you know that in the last six months, I listed and sold seven properties within a block of your residence, and all of them were two bedroom, two baths like yours? Mm -hmm. And no one else has come close to me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that that carries a lot of weight. Like, what you did in 2004 is fine. You know, it's great that you have a nice career, it shows consistency. But what have you done lately? That's really what I I want to know how many listings you have. I want to know what's in your pipeline. I want to know how many under contract. I want to know how many closed. And really, I'm looking six months to a year.
1: That's awesome. And
0: and, and in my neck of the woods, you know, I want to know what you've done in my neck of the woods.
1: For sure. That's awesome, man. So I wrote down a few things, right, in terms of like that our value prop as agents is we have to now it's the tech and everything that's pushing into our game whether it's these aggregators or this other stuff, which we might talk about a little bit that's pushing in, it's forcing us actually to raise our game as agents, right? Forcing us to know more information, to be this hyper-local specialized expert that knows, like you said, Absorption rates, how much of the inventory is selling each month that knows expires, like how many properties are expiring each month knows which we look at all the time because, uh, you know, we have a great working relationship and I'm there regularly. You send me all these reports and we can see what's the listing to buyer ratio, how many listings are on the market to how many buyers are on the market. Right. And this is all information that we need to know. So when we're on an appointment it very clearly demonstrates that we are the expert. Exactly. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. And then the other thing you touched on, which I think is spot on as well, is this idea of online presence. You know, I find it super interesting and no disrespect to you, right? But a lot of the people who play in this game, oftentimes they're older. I think the average agent is like, you know, across the country is like 50 something, right? And their mental map of the world is just a little bit different. You know they're asking you for a business card. It's right. like, what are you talking about, man? Like, <laughs> like, like when, would, when was the last time Amazon gave you a business card, or like uh, Netflix gave you a business, right? Like it just doesn't, right? So, so understanding that more and more and more we're being trained as consumers to consult the internet prior to making a decision about products and services,
0: right? And you, you know, you still need to combine that internet presence, yes. With- all the skills that you are, you teach yes. I mean, if you don't have that, look, you need the internet presence, I, I believe, you know, to get your foot in the door, to show credibility, right. who you are. But once you get in front of the seller, you know, you have to know the systems, the skills, the mindset, the accountability, like those, those are really four important things that we, we are constantly teaching here. Yeah. And I think you're
1: spot on there. So like, with people going online more and more and being trained to do so, the question I ask myself is like, all right, well, is that gonna slow down or stop? It's like, well, no, I mean, I don't think that's gonna slow down or stop. So having those digital assets, one of which are reviews, and I'm constantly, you know, we're always talking about that. Like, hey, Mike, what are you doing with reviews, man? We, we need more, we need more, right? Right. And, um, you know, I kind of mess with you a little bit, how I'm one agent and I have more than the <laughs> whole company. So, but like, continuing to recognize that it is important and it helps with conversion. It helps to demonstrate authority. It helps to demonstrate social proof and having matching those digital assets, whether it be a nice website, lots of reviews, a pre-listing package, that's a PDF that you can send to people, a nice video that has client testimonials and recognizing that that alone isn't going to do it. I still need sales skills. Right. Because as the game evolves and it becomes even more competitive, um, that stuff will help me to stand out, but I still need the sales skills of being able to handle objections, pre-qualify, close, right, actually get the, the documentation authorized. So it's a it's a mixture of those two.
0: right And that's why you're coming back up here in, a, in another week. So yeah,
1: that's exactly right to share that with everybody. Now the other thing um, I think is kind of interesting, which we've talked about before is how some of these aggregators are beginning to, because like, here's the agent, here's the prospective buyer, and then the internet is getting in between, right? And we have a lot of these kind of, uh, whether it be aggregators who have a lot of the eyeballs, like a Zillow or a Redfin and stuff, or these other companies that are taking referral fees, right? like an agent pronto or agent machine or an effective agent or fast expert. And I guess, talk to me a little bit about how you see that kind of becoming part of this game and you know how agents can deal with that.
0: You know, I don't want to downplay what's happening in the market today and what will happen in the future. But I will say that when the internet started to become very big, when I we were supposed to lose our jobs 20 years ago, yeah, right. Um, so there's a lot of noise out there that you, that we tell agents to just plow through, but in reality, there is a lot going on as well that we need to be aware of. Um, you know, where Zillow is going to wind up, no one really knows. But you know, look, just in our neck of the woods. In our neck of the woods right here, in the last two months, we had so many scares already and we didn't know which direction they were going. Okay, so one, we had a politician that they were passing um, a, a rule where in Hudson County, owners couldn't condo convert their properties any longer. They couldn't convert from apartment buildings to condos. Okay, that popped up. Within a week, we had the pocket listings uh, from the NAR, they were going to take that away from realtors. Yep. Okay. Then we had in New York City, they took away the broker fee on rentals. Yeah. So brokers uh, collect fees from from tenants. Okay. Then we have rent control issues that are ongoing in throughout Hudson County, New York. All these things are happening within a month or two. Okay. So the the best plans that we make, we almost can't make right now. We just have to keep planning as if we're just going forward and working hard, getting listings, following the, the skills that I that I laid out before, which was systems, skills, mindset, and accountability, and keeping an eye on the Zillows and the Redfins and the, and the whatevers to see what direction they're going in. Because we'll, the good thing about liberty is, you know, we can adapt. Uh, we're not a, a national franchise. You know, we're a local, uh, we're a local business. So yeah. we can Joe, Joe, and I. We make this decisions on the fly. We can adapt to anything. I mean, I mean, think about this. You know, you try to plan things out. You follow all the trends. Did anybody, did any of the geniuses that you know a week ago, even two weeks ago, tell you, or did you hear anyone saying, "Get your money out of the stock market"? Yeah, no. <laughs> Did any, you know, so now you have a coronavirus, right? Yeah. I mean, so all the plans that we lay out, all the trends we follow, and then you have a coronavirus come out. Yeah. So, so, so what direction are we going in now? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, we're going to wait and see, but we know that if we keep following the guidelines that we instill and we keep getting listings. We're going to weather any storm.
1: Yep, and I agree with you, man, and I love that message. And I, I think what's very interesting is I wrote down, like, as you were kind of speaking, is, like, one is just stay true to the foundations, those four noble truths we talk about, which is, one, this is the sales business and be no different than selling books door-to-door, knives door-to-door, subscriptions over exactly. the phone. Exactly. And as such, it must follow the same sales process. I have to prospect every day. Because a day not spent prospecting is a day not spent in business. I have to uh, set appointments, which is a skill. I have to pre-qualify those appointments to make sure they have the means and the motivation to do something when I see them. I have to go and present and give them a compelling reason to choose me versus somebody else. I have to handle objections and close. And then if it doesn't sell, I got to lower the price. Like just understanding that that's foundational, it's not going to change. Understanding that the money's not in the service, it's in the selling of the service. So, learning how to sell the service, right? And then, you know, understanding all the leverage on the listing side, which you mentioned today, like kind of being focused in that area. And then you only get paid to do four things prospect, lead, follow up, go on appointments, negotiate deals. So, kind of following your plan and right. creating leverage with regards to um, kind of administrative, so you can pull yourself out of that. And then the other thing I wrote down is a digital presence, right? Being conscious of that, beginning to put that in place with the reviews with, uh, you know, websites, with videos to give people a compelling reason to either meet with you or have you to cause to stand out and or to pay you more. Right. Because there's perceived value. And as there's downward pressure, you know, with commissions and such like that creates perceived value. And then the third thing I wrote down is just recognizing that a lot of people are more and more going online, uh, making decisions about who gets their money. So making it easy for people to find you in those places, whether it be the things that you've done, so you're showing up on those kind of Google Maps, whether it be on being on these referral sites and making sure all of your information's accurate and uh, you got lots of reviews there and you've uploaded your pre-listing package, right? So that way you can get leads from those sources. And if you do these things, right, then all will be well. You'll continue to be well compensated. You'll continue to uh, kind of thrive and, and, you know, you know
0: and, and really, like, it. You know, everything you said is true, but you have to do it day in, day out, week yes. in, week out, month in, month out, right? That's the hard part is, you know, that you call it the voice in the back of your head, right? You call it the governor, I believe, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know, that, you know, just like with my running, and I know you run too, it's, the voice is always telling me, yeah, you don't have to do it. Take a day off. You're tired. You stayed up late. It's There's cold. There's a million excuses. Yeah. You know? And it's the same with prospecting. With, with, the, with the, a lot of the top agents at Liberty, I give them a lot of credit because they're there grinding it out day in, day out, no matter what. It's the day before a holiday, the day after a holiday, if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's hot, if it's cold. You know, they're there, and, and it's inspiring, I have to say. I know part of my job is to inspire them, but, you know, also, they inspire us um, by their consistency.
1: Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and I wrote that down too. So if there was like a formula, right. uh, You know, for an agent, whether they be new or, you know, kind of seasoned, it's that, okay, understanding this is a, a sales business and make prospecting the foundation of your lead generation. It may be marketing supported, but it's the foundation understanding that our game has changed from a digital perspective. So we need to be creating those assets, being on these referral sites so we're getting those opportunities, and then be consistent in the activities on a regular basis.
0: And, and also, I would throw in there Aaron, that you know, it's you need to have somewhat of an ego to be in the business because there's a lot of rejection, okay. But you know, an unmanageable ego, an unmanageable ego is not good either. You know, you know you, agents are not market makers. You know, we're in sales. You know, just like you said, whether it's a car, whether it's a shoe, whatever it may be, right. We're selling. That's what we're doing. You know, the market makes the market, not not the agent. Yeah. So, so you know, we have to we have to manage our egos as well, and get out of our own way sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's true. And you know, there's a saying that says a man or a woman becomes a poor listener once they start to make money. And I, <laughs> so, you know, it's um. Yeah, I feel like it's this dichotomy where like part of you has to be like ah like i'm the man or the woman right right but then there's this other part of you that has to also be humble and be like i don't know everything right and that's okay and that's okay and being inspired by being in a room you know i'm aware that some of the value i can bring to people sometimes is that just i might be a little bit further along a journey that they've started and i can be kind of a um like a standard for them so my standard is so high that it causes them to raise their standard, right? But I'm also aware that I need to be intentionally and purposefully putting myself and around people whose standards are higher than
0: mine. Right.
1: So there's that dichotomy, right?
0: And you know, we're we're kind of in the business of set you set yourself up and we're setting liberty. we gonna be successful without knowing everything that's going to be happening in the present yeah. or in the future. Like we don't have to know everything. As long as we have the right skills and we have them in place and we're getting up every morning, we're working hard every day consistently, we don't have to know everything. Yeah, but we, do, we do have to keep our finger on the pulse. We have to we do. anticipate and we have to follow trends. And that's all good. But trends are only great when you're in the middle of the trend. You know, once the trend has stopped, you know, if you're not following the guidelines that we have in place, then you could be in trouble. But while the trend is trending, everything's good. That's true. I just wrote down
1: that uh, what you just said made me think about is that leaders anticipate and everybody else reacts. Mm -hmm. So it's like paying attention, right? Anticipating, perhaps doing some things, you know, putting some things in position that seem to be logical and make sense. But at the same time, you know, following that kind of blueprint that we just mapped out, right, which is prospecting based you know, digital presence, referrals, and then consistency. Now, the other thing I would propose too, which I wanted to talk to you about, because I know you are a very successful investor and you help investors as well, right? Uh, Invest in real estate. So I would propose part of this formula as well, is you do all of these things and you start to see your income grow. And what I see, and I'm curious from your perspective, because I'm sure you've seen this a lot. I see it a lot for sure, that the tendency, not always, but the tendency for a lot of agents is just like any other profession that earns a high income, which is that as their income increases, their lifestyle increases in lockstep with the income. And then they don't have ultimately in the end uh, too much to show for it. I mean, they have nice stuff, but they haven't built wealth. And what I'm aware of is um, a critical component to all of this because, you know, people say to me, they're like, you know, my business. We've been kind of trained to say like business. And what I think is really true is that for most of us, it's really not a business, it's a service. And there's nothing wrong with that. We provide a world-class level service and we get compensated a lot if we're very good at it. But a business is something that I can physically step out of and there's a professional team who manages it and I can still make money from it, right? And there's nothing wrong with that model because I'm aware a lot of people, you know, there's talk about teams and like, you know, seems to be everybody should, you know, the suggestion is everybody should be a team. Right. And I don't personally believe that that's true. The only issue is, is if you're going to do the service route and do it in high volume and be the one who bangs it out, the only way that that makes sense, the optimal way that that makes sense is if you take a large, a disproportionate amount of the money that you're earning And you're dumping it into assets that pay you money, right? right? Because then you've created a situation where there's a stream of income that stands right next to you, regardless of whether or not you kind of, you know, produce. And it's also something that nobody needs to sell anything in order for you to make money, right? So talk to me a little bit about like, A, is that what you see lots of times with agents, right? As far as like, you know, their income going up lockstep and perhaps not being the best stewards of capital. And then B, your experience, like when that light bulb clicked off for you, like, hey, you know what? I should probably like be investing in this thing. I'm helping people buy and sell. Um, so talk to me about that.
0: You know, I wish we had a couple of hours because I could talk for hours about it. And I know we don't. So okay, it's hard to summarize it all quickly, but yeah, you know, it's something that we love to talk about. Um, and we really believe strongly in. And I hope that if anyone who listens to the podcast will definitely carefully listen to this because it's so vital to long-term um, growth and wealth and, and equity building is to own real estate. And, you know, I like to say that being in this business, part of the reason I became an agent, um, and I didn't realize it so much back then, but now it's so huge. Uh, the colla- I call it the collateral benefit. The collateral benefit of being in this business. You know, lawyers don't have it, brain surgeons don't have it, rocket scientists don't have it, accountants, engineers. You name it; they don't have the collateral benefit that we have for being in the trenches in real estate and having first shot at any kind of investments that come our way. Yeah, And I'm not saying that we would lowball anyone or whatever. You know, we're, we're always fair in our dealings. But to have the opportunity to buy real estate, you know, before anyone else, is, is tremendous. It's a tremendous benefit. And that's why a lot of people go into the business, let's be honest. Um but you know for, for us we learned quickly that the only way to really truly build wealth, wealth is with real estate. And so agents you brought up, you know, they're making money, they're increasing their lifestyle. Um you know it's it's risky business because um, you know simple things like estimated taxes, you know, they that could go by the wayside. Right. They get a big commission and they don't take out twenty five to thirty percent. Right. But so we try to get our agents to think about investing in real estate. And what we do at Liberty, besides investing on our own, you know, our own portfolios, whatever, we also invest as a team, as a group. And Joe Cabello is great with that. We we did three buildings in 2019. Uh, one of them has thirty one partners, thirty one. Really- twenty five agents are in it. Wow. Um, minimum shares like twenty five thousand goes up to about a hundred thousand a share, but you know we're getting crazy investments. That you know it's a it's such a great complement to their selling and renting um, business. It's another avenue, uh, another stream of revenue that for years they'll have, and maybe forever if we don't even sell the building. But um, there's an exit strategy typically on our investments and down the road, they're going to make a chunk of change. And I mean, we just got out of one investment where it was a six-year investment. The return was 300%, um, was 45% a year. These are crazy numbers, and probably no one would believe it. Yeah, But it could only happen in real estate. I mean, I don't think you could do it in the stock market. I don't think you could do it anywhere else. We're smart about it. Uh, we're conservative about it. Um, and I, I just can't stress it enough. If you're an agent, set aside some money and set a goal. Goal could be get involved in one property a year. And that could be by yourself, where you're 100% owner, or with many partners, where you're even a 10% owner. Do one property per year. In 15 to 20 years, you'll be very happy. Yeah, I know it's hard to think ahead that far, um, and that's a long time to think ahead, but but you have to, it's not, it's not a get rich quick, um, philosophy on throwing out here. It's, it's a long-term planned, consistent, um, process. Yeah. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I I think if anybody, like, like you said, if you're going to take something from this kind of podcast, like that is such a nugget to where, um, I think it's awesome on many fronts. One is, it's very, very cool that as a company, like you're providing this opportunity for agents to come in on deals that you guys are doing, because uh, not only does it you know, create this kind of community, but also a culture of like, this is what we do. And we're in right. it together, standing side by side as partners on these deals. So not only are we helping people buy and sell, but we're, we're owners, right? Right. So that's an awesome thing. And then this kind of guidance of, again, that word comes up, consistency. is consistently setting aside capital so that way you're putting it into assets that over time will go up in value and ultimately um, create an additional stream of income for you when, you know, perhaps 12, 15 years from now, depending on if you want to be that person that's in the game, so to speak, you've now created a situation for yourself and your family that, um, You guys will be okay from a financial perspective.
0: I mean, we have strangers that we've never met that are paying down our debt. The properties are going up in value. The debt's going down. We have tax write-offs. Yeah. I mean, where else can you get this? Right. And then if you refinance it, the money's tax-free. Like, it's just- (laughs) You pull the money out. And now the interest rates, you know, who would would anyone have thought the interest rates would keep dropping the way they are now? I mean, we knew they were going to come down, but now we're looking at- Almost record low interest rates. Yep. yep. So, and we're looking at another downtick probably coming up. I think uh, so. Yep. You know, and um, and and what a great time to buy or, or sell or refinance. Yep. You know. So.
1: That's want awesome.
0: Everybody, and if everyone, anyone in your world has any specific questions about about investing, I. You can put them in touch with me. I'd be happy to talk to them cuz we awesome. we love it so much. We we just want to help people. We made a lot of mistakes ourselves over the years and we don't want anyone else to make them.
1: Perfect. So let people know where they where where can they find you, Mike?
0: Um like my you know my cell. Can I can I give the cell out or You, want of course to you can. Me? Yeah, go ahead. 201-396-8447 for M Bernie B E R N E Y at libertyrealty.com. And any friend of Aaron Novello's is a friend of mine, so I to help out in any way I can.
1: Awesome, brother. Well, hey, listen, I sincerely appreciate uh, you taking the time. Again, my intention in bringing people here is, you know, uh, first and foremost, to make sure that they can add value. You've definitely done that today. I think people will get a lot of value from yeah, our time together. And I'm also super excited to see you in a week and uh, spend time with the company, do that prospecting school and do that advanced training on the listing presentation. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate, you know, our professional relationship and, uh, you're the best man.
0: Thank you. I hope I could help. And it was always a pleasure uh, talking to Gary.
1: Awesome, man. Hey, you're the absolute best. I'll see you soon. Okay.
0: Got it. Thanks a lot. You then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.